Welcome to Jenny's Uncensored Pennies. I am Jennifer Marie Martinez. And my name is Adam Herrera. And today we're going to talk about being a Latino Hispanic in America. Well, being a person of color in America. And the question is, how do you know your worth when you're constantly having to prove your worth? Right? So how do we know our worth when we're constantly having to prove our worth? And this question came during a conversation that was essentially a therapy session recap surrounding feelings of what guilt and maybe undeserving of receiving gifts from others. Yeah. Okay. And you were saying that in the session, uh, the therapist was diving deeper and looking at the upbringing in your household and the upbringing of your parents, right? Right. I mean, it, it seems so... Um it seemed like a like a very uh, like a, a small issue, but to me, like not receiving gifts or not being good at receiving gifts. So like the way this came about, it was earlier in the day. Um, it was a regular work day, and my boss um, reached out to like the team and was all like, "Hey, um, if you guys uh, answer this question, whoever's the first one to answer it correctly, or like whoever the first one to." give me an answer, gets a free lunch with me. And I was one of the first people to um, to answer. And so was another coworker. And we both were like, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. You both get free lunch with me. And I was like, you know what? Um, we had just hired a, like a, a new um, front desk or like help desk person. And he was brand new to the team, and I felt like, you know what, I'm gonna do something um, good, you know, for someone else. And I, you know, I was like, hey, so and so deserves this, also. So go ahead and get him a free lunch instead um, of you. Instead of me, yeah. So like, but you wanted to boost that person's morale or something. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Because like he. <laughs> He's funny. Um, he is brand new to the team. He's, you know, trying to get his bearings right. Um, trying to, uh, he is a hard worker and he is uh, like a good person at heart. Um, but also he gets a little bit discouraged because he doesn't get to leave the office or like he's, he's kind of stuck in the office with um, <laughs> some people that, you know, like it, they're they're doing their job like everyone has their own job and we we call it sticking to contract where you don't do each other's job but like mm. that's definitely not the case where we work uh we all try to help each other out and we're we're like trying to um get them on board with that and you know try to you know boost up his his work his work ethic and like boost up his his um i don't know like He's not lazy. It's it's just weird. He's just he's young. How about that? Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> looking at your face, you're like, so what? <laughs> yeah, he's young. No, um, but yeah, like I he, I I felt like I would do something good for for someone else, and like yeah, like I I could get a free lunch, and uh, I could, you know, me me me, right? But I I don't know. Like I just felt like it was better to give it away um and then i spoke to my therapist about it and it uh 
it came up like as like a bigger thing mm -hmm. for something like so like it's just me that's how i am like i'm i'm like not how many times do you do this or like okay let's talk about when you get gifts at your birthday or christmas or just because gifts right like i thought about you so i got you this whatever so I I'm so bad at it. Like right, I'm, so I imagine that's where the conversation went. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christmas, birthday, it could be like, like when growing up, you know, during Easter, like the Easter bunny would leave us a gift, right? right. Or like, um, yeah, my mom would do that. Or at Valentine's Day, we'd wake yeah. up with little Valentine's treats and stuff. Yeah, my mom would do that too. And yeah, like other other times where like I. I got that person a gift, but I got a quote-unquote better gift. Oh, so, like, I felt bad. Like, I was like, oh, I, you know, like, I, I can't accept it. Or, like, I just felt bad about, it's just immediate guilt about, like, what, I re what I'm receiving, uh, if, if I was deserving of it. So, my, yeah, my, my therapist and myself, we dug down deeper, and, yeah, it just came to be like a oh, a bigger a bigger like a bigger theme than right. than I thought it would um which I thought was interesting yeah and then when you and I started talking about it it was like okay well yeah let's let's look at it even deeper right like you you were talking about the upbringing of your parents and that sort of thing and then somehow we started talking about like and to top it, well, why were they like that? And well, why were they like that? And then it just kind of came back to this whole like, well, shit, they're <laughs> they're Hispanics mm -hmm. and Latinos and uh, or in America. And your parents are what first generation or second? Well, my dad's first, my mom's second. Okay, so your dad's first generation, your mom's second generation. Okay, so. Neither one of us are first generation, obviously. Like, well, obviously you just said that. And then me, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I don't know, third or fourth, I always say generation Texan. <laughs> it's like I'm a Texan first. Because <laughs> Texas is a whole other country. <laughs> I know, it's good and bad. But anyway. <laughs> so, but yet, like, on some level, we still have that instilled right like the the same and what it what it is is like okay i'm just imagining i don't know and maybe you can talk more about this right like your grandparents on your father's side came to the country and i'm sure i can just imagine that they were very much like let's not let's not bring attention to ourselves let's just and you know stay under the radar and if people are rude or crass or whatever, we're just going to deal with it because we don't want to cause any trouble. Mm -hmm. And so even again, I'm just assuming I can imagine that with that mindset, then also comes the like, Oh no, no, don't, even if it's good, don't, 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 don't look at me. Like, I don't want to be noticed. Don't bring attention to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they entered the country, whether they were, on visas and then legally right so they probably came on visas and then i don't know they become nationalized and they stayed yeah they, they, they just, outstayed they, their yeah. their welcome or, yeah. or whatever it was and and that happens a lot and a lot of times there is that don't bring attention to me i don't want to get help 
or whatever because I don't deserve it. I'm not supposed to be here. I was only supposed to be here for so long or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a unspoken but I think very noticeable like thing that then got maybe passed on to your dad on some level and then that you like also inherited. Mm-hmm. Right? And even still, you're a person of color living in Santa Barbara, California, which we know is like, yeah, there are there are a lot of minorities, but it's known to be like predominantly we think of Santa Barbara like wealthy and yeah, we th- I think Oprah right away, but that she was what in Montecito? <laughs> Hope Ranch. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> but then you think like Ellen DeGeneres, Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Rob Lowe, and these are just celebrities for like people to get right an idea of like the types of people in the county. So now I just named Oprah who is one person of color and the rest are white people. Mm-hmm. Right? And so neither one of us are first generation American and yet, like I said, we still feel sent deal with a lot of that like I mean, it is what it is, like that racism, right? Like we don't want, oh, those people. And I'm sure that's how first generation grandma and grandpa felt, right? Like we're here to better our family and whatever, but they weren't, probably weren't accepted just as on some level. I mean, I know I certainly am in situations where I feel like, well, damn, if I look like that person, would they have said that to me? Would they have... It would have been different. Right. Yeah. Would they have been as disrespectful or whatever? Like, I mean, that that sucks. So... Well, yeah, like I hate it when people like... <clears throat> I mean, we, we don't choose places that we're born, right? Or like right. we don't choose places that we grow up. We're just given that. And like people will make quick judgments or they'll say something like oh you grew up in Santa Barbara like yeah like I I didn't choose to live in Santa Barbara like I would have shit I'd like I would have landed up in Kansas for all I know right like we don't right. we don't control that right. and and like being a Latino or Hispanic whatever you call it these days um you know well, you, you, you government, sorry on all the government forms it says Hispanic <laughs> Which is why I still but use it. But it says Hispanic, but then you're also you're also claiming white. Right. So that's like ethnicity. And then it says Hispanic or non-Hispanic. Or and other. race is white. And then race is all these other things and white. That's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, on my birth certificate, it says white. I'm just gonna put it in my own little box and put brown. Cross <laughs> <laughs> out white, put brown. Yeah. Or put white plus black. Oh, there brown. you go. There you go. White plus brown. <laughs> no. Oh, man. And that might be offensive to black people listening. So I don't, I don't, sorry, forgive my ignorance. But anyway, all that to say. No racism here. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, right. We're, we don't choose, like, just like, I'm sorry, I have to go here. Where, like, I ended up doing this, the 23andMe. I was, I was totally threw the name out there, but. That is the test that I did to do, like, the whole DNA, like, well, what is my makeup? And it turned out that I'm 49% native to the Ameri- Americas, so native to the continent of the Americas, 
and um, and so in my case, North America, right? Um, so forty nine percent native, and then the other fifty one percent is like Spanish. Came out as Spanish. Okay, well we all know what was it in fourteen sixty two Columbus sailed the ocean blue, whatever. So then, hello, <laughs> like then that's where. It, so like that's where it comes. That's where I. That's how I am made up, right? And I, a lot of times I think like, oh man, I'm like this. I feel like a. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I just did. But it, I describe it as like being like a, a Nazi Jew or Jewish Nazi. Right, where it's like you're born one thing, you're you're born of these two very different things. Mm-hmm. You're made up of these two very different things, right? And so, yeah, the Spanish came over and they, I mean, had, right? They had fun. <laughs> yeah, they had fun. Oh my gosh! And specifically where I'm from, San Antonio. I mean, we're very much known for the missions, and so I you know, went online, and so according to sanantonio.gov, beginning in 1718, five mission communities were formed along the San Antonio River. These missions were at the northern frontier of New Spain, a ter- territory of the Spanish Empire. The Spanish Empire. Spain had a whole freaking empire in the Americas. But there were people here before the Spanish came. Anyway, so these Spanish colonial missions transformed local ways of life by introducing a new religion, farming, and and settled communities. So, San Antonio, we know, we're known for what? Being big. (laughs) I was going to say, the first of the missions built was the Alamo. (laughs) Remember the Alamo, right? Uh, Texas was the northernmost tip of Spain's North American empire. So, I mean, let's be real. We can speculate that the native people... That we're already here, so that 49%, that person that made up that 49% of me was already here. And then, I don't know whether then, you know, my great, 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 whatever, grandma, grandpa came about, whether it was like consensual or not. I don't know. I don't know, right? Um, because we, we can speculate that they probably forced this new religion they forced farming and they forced the settling of communities so yeah my guess is that the natives man they weren't seen as human because they weren't seen as equal they didn't have guns they didn't have ships they didn't have kings or queens and they didn't have they weren't reading right with their new religion they brought over catholicism and you know that helped a lot of people learn to read mm-hmm. and they like forced them to convert to that religion so yeah they saw them as less than and unfortunately it seems like and so that's how our country was built right like Somebody from somewhere else coming over and forcing the people on the land to do things and make them believe things and whatever. And then so then it was just passed down without even being spoken to each generation. And this is what we call generational trauma, people. (laughs) Exactly. 
Exactly. Like all this shit, like from way back when. And that and that's like a root. It's just like rooted in mm-hmm. there. In our DNA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because and there's even a book, right? The the body keeps the score. Yep. So everything that we experience, every trauma, every anxiety, every whatever, it's like just makes that imprint, leaves that scar, and then like we have to deal with it to move on. We have to wait we have to find a way to live with it, grow from it, whatever. But in generations past, how how would they be able to do that? Were they able to do that? So then it's just carried on. Yeah. And it's just mm, yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know, especially in like Latino Hispanic culture. It's just it, it just carries on, right? It's not like being dealt or or the majority of the time it's not being dealt with or like taken care of or it's not like there was there was no thing like no such thing as therapy or like working out your problems or you know, it was just like no, like the man is machismo or like the man uh you know, takes care of the family, he's work he's working hard and the wife, you know, however it was back then, um, probably staying home with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. all these gender roles that we, we spoke about in, what was that, episode three? Yeah, something Two or three. Uh, and, yeah, um, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you think about general, generational trauma? Yeah, well, in this specifically, I mean, it's. I think that it's something that's very hard to overcome when you don't, when there aren't resources available, and when, and especially, in, like previous generations, not only were there not uh, resources available, but they were. We're still the minority, and they yeah. were, and that's what just blows well, my mind. They were like frowned upon. Exactly. But yet, again, that 49%, we're already here. And mm-hmm. they still felt less than because they didn't have the guns. And they didn't build crap. And they didn't... I mean, they learned all these things from these new people that looked so much different from them. Mm-hmm. And greatly, yeah, reshaped the entire existence and, you know civilization was born but very much on the backs of the people that were already here and you know to this day like I know I'm for sure having conversations with my son and I don't know if you remember like a few years ago when he was in middle school and I got a phone call from a dad and was like it was early in the morning before we went to school and the dad was he was livid and he was like your son was out last night and snuck out with my daughter and blah 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 and his little girl was a a little white girl and so here's this white man calling me a single mom of color and going off on me about how my son snuck out at night and blah 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 and And I was so upset at myself afterwards because I actually questioned Jacob about it. I was like, Jacob, I had this parent call me like, what, where were you? 
And he very much was like, mom, I was asleep. Like, what do you mean? Do you not believe me? And I was just like, I'm, I'm confused because this man is saying this and he's an adult and like, we know his daughter went out. And, and so then that conversation later turned into like, he was then very, first he was hurt because he was like, mom, you don't believe me. And I was like, damn, that sucks. Cause I don't want him to ever think that I don't believe him. But I had an upset parent calling me and saying something that was true for him on his end. His daughter snuck out, right? But then he's calling this little brown boy, blaming it on this brown boy. And if you watch the news, like when this happened, this brown boy had just gotten shot by police because some, you know, he was like accused of something. And so the outcomes for people of color when, when we're blamed for things by, I'm sorry, white people, the outcome, like, it's worse. It's, it's very bad for people of color. <laughs> like, let's just face it. And, and so then that conversation, you know, between me and my son became like, why, why would she do that? Why would she say that she was with me? And so then I was like, you know what? turned out that she went and it was it turned out it was because her sister wanted to meet up with some little boy and this and that but anyway and Jacob was very hurt because he's like well why would she say it was me why would she want to get me in trouble and I said well I don't think that she was trying to get you in trouble babe it's just that she was in trouble and she knows that her parents know you right because they've known each other for a very long time and so maybe she thought, well, if I say I was with him, then it won't be so bad for me. Mm-hmm. But what the what what was so upsetting to me was one that I made my son question whether I believed him or not, and then two that it could have ended, it could have been worse, right? Like I don't, and I don't want my son to ever be in that situation. And then that was when I was like, holy crap! Now I have to talk to my son about racism and about like being careful and I'm always very much like you know talking about consent and respecting people's bodies and your own body and and all of that but then there you know you have to go further and talk about the dangers of maybe getting involved with somebody and you know you got to make sure because and if you're accused of something chances are they're going to believe this other person not just because of their gender but also because of the color of their skin Hmm. and all of that was also like all of that was happening also during the whole man now i can't remember his name i was going to say romney king it wasn't romney king but the the other man that died at the uh he ended up dying at the hands of police that they were like stepping on his neck or whatever oh uh george floyd Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot his name. But yeah, so it was all of that. And my, it was during that whole time. Yeah. And yet, here we are. So we went from talking about receiving gifts and whatever, and it's all like gone back, just all kind of is buried underneath this whole belief that we're fighting against being thought of as less than, constantly having to prove ourselves, constantly having to prove 
that we are enough and then struggling to believe that we are enough because the world in our country and maybe in other parts or whatever (laughs) treat people that look like us a certain way so then it's like how can you not believe that you well yeah it's it's like instilled in us because like you know when we're talking about like our our families being from other countries or like our families coming from other places to to newer places that are that would seem you know like like california you know coming from mexico to california for a better life to find work to kind of like um uh, gentrify or or uh, assimilate with with you know the the main crowd with with people that are already there um but also like you know like those parents gave their children like a better life and which they didn't ask for but they gave it to them anyways right so like so like there there's like that pattern right so those kids grow up move to like for for my parents like as an example you know my my parents moved from LA right you know like I mean you would call them ghetto but they're I don't think they're ghetto but they are kind of ghetto areas of Los Angeles um, they were worse before uh, and but now I mean now now that you visit them they're like okay well you know it, it might have been ghetto probably but whatever they you know they moved to Santa Barbara Okay, but wait, 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 go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? I was going to say, that right there, okay, you're talking about, like, they were considered ghetto or whatever. So my, and what we've learned, right, is, like, people will migrate towards other people that look like them and sound mm-hmm. like them, yeah. right? So they probably ended up in those neighborhoods because there were people, brown people, speaking Spanish. So it's like, oh, I at least have something in common over here. Yeah. And it was probably more affordable. Mm-hmm. And so that goes back to the whole like sy- systemic structural racism, mm-hmm. right? These people, these like people that don't look like these other people and do have more money. They're like, well, we want the people that don't look like us to live in this area and they can only live in this area. And like literally like, housing rules and you know building regulations and whatever were made in that way to Mm -hmm. like okay these sections are for these people and these are for those people and whatever and so then you had these brown and black communities all you know in different zones and then and then the school systems were different like everything was so different yeah. And they didn't get the, the, the better education stuff and whatever because these people don't look like us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be around these people. Yeah. But we want these people working in our fields because we don't want to work in the fields. We don't want... So, so we're only going to teach them so much so that they can like read and write maybe job applications so that they can apply for jobs that we don't want to do. Like, let's... And maybe this is like very biased or whatever, but this is just how I like see it. And, and this is what, (laughs) this is just how I see it. This is just my opinion. But, and, and, but as far as like the housing, 
rules and some laws that were made up and whatever like it was very much like that is real like that that's just not my opinion like that is real and I'm not gonna quote anything or whatever because I didn't look that up but (laughs) but I know that that like really does exist right Mm -hmm. but and so when it comes to like the schools I'm saying like yeah we're not gonna invest in these people's education they look different from us like let's keep them dumb pretty much like let's keep them well, dumb and not public in, school. Well, but the pub, there the public education is shit. Well, but there are some public schools that are good. Yeah, my son goes to a public school. Well, and, n- not not right. Like well, not in this day and age, like back then, public schools were shit. <laughs> okay, well that's a conversation I, for a different. That's time. my opinion, people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You went to private school and the jury's still out, which is better. <laughs> like I said, I didn't choose that. So like no, I know, you're, but you're you still can't talk about But you're still throwing that in my face. No, only because See, no, like no, you're no, no. saying like, oh, public school isn't shit. That I don't think that that's fair to say because there are some good well, public schools. I, okay. There was this like the stereotype public schools are shit. I refrain I refrain, I refrain I'm refraining my statement, whatever it is. Like, I changed my student. Like, well, there was this whole that, stereotype. Well, that. and I think that's true to, again, going back to where the school is located. Right. No, yeah. Absolutely. Ge- geographically. Right. And demographically. Right. So, it, so yeah, the, the school is going to be funded according to who's living there. Mm-hmm. So, let's not give so many so much funds to these kids because let's face it these kids are probably gonna end up in jail probably gonna whatever because they're brown they're black whatever it is yeah they don't look like us right so let's not invest in them and so then that's gonna limit right the opportunities that the people have and let's and for some not all because some people do continue you know secondary post-secondary education and get out of those zip codes and even that's a whole thing Hmm. because then those zip codes and i say zip codes because again we're separating these different areas based on like who's living there who's populating these right and who's making the rules as to who lives there and who doesn't whatever and then you have like the rare like poor white kids that grow up in there and they're like oh I had it so hard because I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood or predominantly Mexican or whatever neighborhood and it's like bro but if you get out of that neighborhood you still have more opportunities than these other folks so shut up like and I'm not saying that it wasn't hard for you like it was but that's only because your parents were poor for whatever reason like your luck sucked <laughs> right that they were that they were poor our parents were poor too but we were also brown so <laughs> like it's just layer upon layer but then again, of obstacles like, but then again like maybe that white family was from like an, another predominantly black neighborhood or like in another state and they or maybe they, they moved were- they moved and they only they obviously like sub probably subconsciously moved to another area where it felt like home to them. Right, if it, it felt normal, or we don't know, like maybe they were refugees mm-hmm. from like now the Ukraine. Right, yeah. we took in refugees from the Ukraine. We take in refugees from all these other countries, but if as long as they're white, nobody's looking down on that. Like, you know what? I, you know what I mean? Like we're taking it. 
people. Not that we shouldn't help people, but I'm just saying, like, can we just help our people? Like, and not just like brown people. I'm just saying, like, all Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it's just, it's just this whole thing. So, however you got here, the point was when we first started this conversation of like being a person of color and in our situation because we're Latino, Hispanic, Hispanics in America, like how do you come yourself to know your worth when you're constantly having to prove your worth? Hmm. Like outside of your household and everything. Um, well, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, because obviously like, yeah, like I, I grew up in a, in a city where like, yeah, I, I knew I was different. My family, you know, my family didn't really talk about the, the difference between myself and like the kids I went to school with. Mm -hmm. Um, but they obviously talk about like the, where they come from, right. From where they came from Mm -hmm. Los Angeles in comparison to where we live now or where we lived or where I grew up, still live. And it was just, I don't know, like it, they just tried to be, they, they just tried to normalize it or like they tried to like um, fit in with the Joneses, right? Right. And it, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird now because if you look at Santa Barbara, like it, it is more so gentrified than it's ever been in, you know, <laughs> the history of Santa Barbara. So like when I when I say that I'm from Santa Barbara, like I look at other people say the same statement and, you know, they get the same feedback being a Hispanic and that grew up in Santa Barbara. Uh, it's just it, do I feel deserving of being in Santa Barbara? Like. I of course I do because I I call it home, but but then again like we we look at like I get I don't, I don't know like I I get like the those that live in Santa Barbara that are from Mexico because I'm not from Mexico, so like me speaking in Spanish to those Mex to those Mexicans, like they they look at me with a with a with the face of like this guy like you remember Mexican yeah and I I mean. So then we have to deal with that, too. Being Americans, but people of color, it's like in the Selena movie. We have to be more American than the Americans, and we have to be more Mexican than the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Like, ni de aquí ni de allá. Like, we're not from here, and we're not from there. Yeah. So then it's like dealing with that on top of... So now we're having to prove ourself to our own culture to to our own culture absolutely because even though we don't have all the privileges that people that are lighter skin and whatever than us and have totally english full names or whatever or maybe names like apple willow or whatever whatever yeah (laughs) things that they have um we we still have the privilege of being of this country mm-hmm. and not having to fight so hard, right? Where we're, we we have the, we're legal. We mm-hmm. have the papers. We have, you know, we don't have to figure out like the question came up at work 
um, of what resources do we have for undocumented folks? Well, we know that there are very slim resources, right? Like if somebody come is in our country and they're sick, they might be able to get some health care, whatever, but be and for a limited time. But beyond that, like people come here and they'll work in this country for however long, whatever, and then let's say they get hurt on the job. Well, how are they going to make money? Well, they're not going to get benefits Mm -hmm. from the federal government because they're not documented. If they're not documented, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're not documented. Okay, they can't can't apply for housing. They can't do all of these things. And then we have people that are like, well, we don't have housing and we don't have jobs and we don't have whatever because of all these undocumented folks. (laughs) And then we have like those maybe... A lot of those people also saying, oh, well, I'm vegetarian and I'm vegan. Well, who the fuck do you think is putting your vegetables in your fucking salad? Because it's not Johnny Smith. Well, I mean, they can still eat chips. (laughs) Well, who picked the fucking potatoes to make their chips? Mm, Yeah, there you go. And I'm not saying, like, let's give full-blown benefits to undocumented folks either no no, no. i want to take care of american east have you been in, have you been in mexico not in a, a long time uh, i want to say the last time i went was for my sister's wedding in cabo and cabo i know and before that i was what i went to guanajuato and this was like 99 yeah so it was like a long time ago i mean mexico's not i mean mexico's beautiful Right. Not gonna lie, but like there's some parts where those are the people that are coming over. Like where it's just bad. Like cartel, all that, the war. Okay, Whatever. but however, those They're refugees. Right. And then way, <laughs> What's that? and then way back in the day I know, there was like a big pause. But way back in the day, yeah, these people were sent Okay, so Columbus discovered America. What are bullshit? He was Spanish. Right. White. Right. Yeah. So then they were like, oh, a new country. Let's go make an empire. And then it also, America was the place that people, other countries were sending their freaking uh, criminals to. And now you're, and now, <laughs> and now <laughs> you're like, these, not you, but just, some people are like the Mexicans are all criminals and blah 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 and I'm like mm. there's a lot of bad hombres yeah let's let's think about that because if you really looked into your family tree you can't tell me that none of them are criminals or whatever like I don't know but maybe that's a whole other <laughs> that's so, a whole other whatever I think we went off topic <laughs> I, I know I'm sorry so trying to reel it in so how do you prove how do you know and believe in your worth when you're constantly having to prove it? And so some strategies for empowerment, I would say, would be, like, connect with others in a positive way, right? Because I think, like, just because a person doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, whatever, like, there's there's always an opportunity for connection, even micro moments. So, like, as you pass somebody by, right, just, like, just... The acknowledgement that that person exists, mm-hmm. smiling, yeah, a nod of the head, 
a little wave. That's, that's like just a micro moment, a micro connection. If you see that other person again, cool, whatever. If not, cool too. But just always being true to like who you are and it doesn't matter like the what the other person looks like but always being open to Mm -hmm. connect with somebody else that like doesn't look like you right so building connecting with others in a positive way and then um, choose a growth mindset so see the power of quote-unquote yet like I haven't gotten there yet right like this is this is the way that things are right now we just haven't gotten there yet This isn't going to last forever. I just haven't gotten out of it yet. Now, I know when we're talking about like oppression or whatever and like microaggressions and racism or whatever, it seems like it's never, ever going to end. No. (laughs) But it has gotten better. I mean, we can control whatever, whatever we can control. Right. Not like. And it's not, yeah, I agree. Like, it's never going to be resolved. It's never going to go away. But it will it reaches, like, levels of betterness, if you will. <laughs> like, I, yeah, and, and, your, and your inner self, like, your, like, the generational trauma, right? Like, it'll, like, when I, when I read this, breaking the cycle of generational trauma, it's, like, slowly unraveling it right exactly and and practicing gratitude yeah right so like notice the beauty around and be grateful that it exists like i'm constantly you know if i'm stuck in traffic whatever like and i'll look out the window and i'm so fortunate that i get to see um, most of the time a lot of the times and this is not bragging but most of the time, I get to see sunshine and mountains. And they're, like, majestic even at times. I get to see the ocean. You do get to see the ocean. And I love driving up to Santa Barbara. You got ocean on one side with beautiful waves. The and Riviera. Palm trees and then mountains on the other side. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. But even when I don't get to see the ocean, like, I see mountains. I see the blue skies. Yeah. And I'm so grateful, and I'm like, God, how fortunate to be here. Right. And then, and just savoring that moment. So savoring the good stuff. Right? That's like something else to remember, just to savor the good stuff. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard. How can we make it better? You know, another strategy for empowerment, just savor the good stuff that does exist. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like be kind to yourself, like you were saying, the inner, right? Be kind to yourself and others. And in that, you're going to create, it's just going to be this whole like effect of you're going to probably, if you're kind to yourself and you're kind to others, you're going to create more opportunities to connect with others in a positive way. You're going to tap more into that growth mount- mindset. Right, you're gonna mm-hmm. just practice more gratitude, mm-hmm. and in that, also recognizing, okay, well, what are what are ways that, like, we 
as people of color, like what are some contributions, cultural contributions and celebrations that we offer that we have brought? Dia de los muertos. <laughs> Dia what? de los muertos. Coco. <laughs> Yeah, white people love that. Cinco de Mayo. No, no, <laughs> God. I'm, um, I'm here all day, people. I know. Bad jokes. Well, okay, but so music. You talk about Dia de los Muertos and Cinco de Mayo. I hear music. But yeah. You're just saying that. True. I also, you know, tequila. <laughs> it makes me think of tequila. Yeah. And food. Tacos. Yep. Food, yeah. For sure. Food. And... I know that like in that whole conversation, going back to the conversation with Jacob and that incident that happened with that little girl. And he really liked that little girl. He was so heartbroken, Mm. my poor little guy. But anyway, and he was just like, mom, I mean, other things happened like with neighbors and stuff that are white. (laughs) And I say it so like grudgingly because like, I wish that it wasn't i wish that i didn't have the thought of like if i look like them would the situation have been different hmm. because i believe that it that it would have right and so something had happened with one of our neighbors and jacob was just like mom why is it that like white people treat us this way but they love our food or they complain about us but they love our food and it's like what do you even say to that at the same time, though, we also have to recognize, like, I know I had told you, I was watching uh, Eva Longoria searching for Mexico. And in that, I learned, so when you said, like, oh, have you gone to Mexico recently? And in, in my mind, I was like, well, I watched that show, <laughs> which really felt like a trip throughout Mexico, and it made me very hungry. Mm-hmm. But I learned that flour tortillas, which I love, and... Um, they are a big part of especially my San Antonio culture because all our tacos, breakfast tacos are made from or with flour tortillas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they were introduced to the Americas by exiled Spanish Jews that traveled to Mexico. And so the Jewish people came over. Here's what I found. Oh, sorry. That was my watch. I didn't even, wasn't even talking to you. Be quiet, Siri. So Jewish people came over and they feared celebrating their Jewish culture, right? And so then came about the tortilla. It was a new version of their matzah. Matzah is, un, how do you say that? Unleavened bread made of flour and water. So yeah, they couldn't show that they were making matzah, so they like disguised the matzah as what ended up becoming masa. Matza. It's M A T Z A H. Matza. Oh, matza. Matza. Gotcha. For the Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. My bad. So then they made. <laughs> so, so then they made it. Um, so is that why we call softer. we call ours masa? Oh, I don't know. That's something we should have looked up. That's what I thought you were saying. I was like, wait, masa? Like, no, masa? matza. Matza. Gotcha. Oh my I'm just god. <laughs> I can't believe you just went there. I'm sorry. I it's Mesa. Mesa. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody. <laughs> god. But anyway, 
This conversation is not for the fainted heart. I know. I didn't know that at all. So it was like... That's pretty cool. You know, Spanish people, and they influence Mexican food, and or Spanish Jews specifically, and their influence on Mexican food. And yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. So it's like no... No American is quote unquote pure, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we look at like the the tribes, maybe the Native American people that were already here and somehow did not. <laughs> and that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you good at receiving gifts? Am I good at receiving gifts? Um, sometimes I think I've gotten better at it. But when you were talking about, like, when you get a gift and then, like, you're exchanging gifts with somebody and that person gives you a gift that was better than the one you gave, you're like, ooh, I feel bad. And it made me think of our first Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I got you a jacket, which I felt you needed Mm -hmm. because you didn't have one. Not that big jacket. It was a different jacket that you used to wear to work. And, um, and you were so appreciative and everything, but you got me AirPods and I felt bad. And I also felt like this dude's trying to tell me that he doesn't like me like that, but he got me AirPods. So I think he does like me like that because he spent more money on me than (laughs) I did on him. (laughs) What? No, because I wanted you to stop complaining about your AirPods. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no but like, but, but then again, so that's that whole thing where like on the receiving end, you feel bad. But like on the giving end, you like you want them like to feel good or like you want them like, oh, like. Then you, it, it war- I wanted it, you to know that I was thoughtful. Yeah, it warms your heart that knowing that they love their gift. It, it, right. It makes you feel good. And like I, and that that's always been me. Is and here it it all comes back to like not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's always like showing up for others, but not for your not for myself. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's it's that whole thing. Um, and I've I've. Through therapy, I've been practicing on getting better at that. But still, it's like ingrained in me where I've been given everything, from, you know, by my parents, mm-hmm. like a better life, you know, good education, a house to to live under. And like I've been giving all these things and I and I feel like it's time for me to give back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because of that gratitude that I have for the, the things that I've been given. So that's probably why I don't feel good at re- receiving anything. It's, you know, maybe love. Like, yes, I could receive love, but like uh, mm. re- receiving anything in material, it takes a little while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> receiving like, anything materialistic, it, it's just like I I feel the gratitude. Like, I, I feel that, like, I really appreciate it. Or like when I got paid last night for my DJ gig, like, I was like, well, wow like i'm you know getting this this amount x amount of money for doing but, something i love but it was before the gig so i was like wait i, I haven't finished the gig yet like mm-hmm. i i felt bad for taking it already oh so like i i was like you know what why, why don't you give it to me after the gig and he's like no, no 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 take it take it and you know he he was super cool about it but but yeah like i i don't know <laughs> it's just 
And it's you didn't art. even earn it yet. I haven't earned it. Exactly. Right. right. You're right. paying me, but I haven't even earned it yet. Exactly. But then there's so many businesses that are like, no, you're going to pay me up front. And then I'm going to maybe do the service. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'm not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like I, as a DJ, like some DJs take deposits and yeah. those deposits are you know, non-refundable. Like, right. Well, yeah. And, and, and rightfully so. If that's your only. Yeah source of income i'm assuming right right you know so it's different for you because you have your full-time job that you're not gonna give up and you're doing this on the side yeah if you relied on this income you maybe i hope that you would Mm -hmm. you know be like well the deposit is non-refundable and you probably wouldn't be taking gigs at the last minute or maybe you would i don't know but you'd probably ask for a deposit regardless right so if you ever go full-time that's what we're doing (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> but no. no i know you can't because then you're, we're like working we're having full-time jobs to have freaking health benefits which is a whole other conversation yeah <laughs> jesus stay tuned people i know for real <laughs> a lot There's to unpack there so sorry we were all over the place but hopefully this was somewhat useful i hope you caught the little bit of strategies for empowerment um Connect with others in a positive way, even in micro moments as you pass somebody by, you know, that little smile or head nod, acknowledging that somebody else exists. And then I, I got to say, when I do that and I don't, I don't get it back, I feel kind of like, ew, hmm. like what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Fuck you then. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I still do it. Like, I still continue to do it because that's just me. And it's like, if I can spread, maybe, like, show somebody I see you in this second, and it makes them feel like, oh, wow, somebody saw me. Like, that's so nice. Mm. You know what I mean? Then I'm good with that. But Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, it says maybe something. But I don't know. Like, it just feels ugly when I don't but get like it But, like, a little tiny piece is, like, skeptical. Like, hmm. What do you want? What's, what's your agenda? Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. For sure. Why do I have chest issues? I, I know. Well, because, we, might because we're brown. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. another, yeah, for real. Another strategy for empowerment, choose a growth mindset. So, and, and acknowledge the power of yet. Like, I'm not there yet. I'm working really hard towards this. This is where I want to be. I'm just not there yet, but I will be eventually. The situation isn't always going to be this right here, right now. Um, practice gratitude, right? Notice the beauty around and be grateful that it exists and savor the good stuff. Be kind to yourself and others. Um, and one thing is, uh, what, what comes to mind when you're constantly having to prove your worth, right? Um, I don't think it's more so proving your worth to others. I think it's, you know, proving your worth to yourself, Mm-hmm. And to your your culture, to your mm-hmm. to your well being, and you know your mentality of who you are. Um, we didn't choose our parents. We didn't choose the, you know where we grew up or where we live, or we didn't choose anything. We were giving these these gifts, this life, mm-hmm. right? And you know, obviously make the most of it. So um, that's my two cents on. Yeah, you know. I see what you did there. Yeah, we have we don't have any control over anything other than how we respond to things. Respond. Definitely. Not react. 
So taking that moment to actually process and respond and choose to be better and do better regardless and just keeping that into to practice. So Indeed. Anyway, again, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to try something uh, new, I guess. In between these full episodes, we're going to have these little bite-sized episodes, uh, maybe little follow-ups on the episode we just had or something that we maybe should have said or revisiting another conversation or we're trying to figure out what to call it if you guys have any suggestions or like if you guys have like any ideas uh feel free to let us know in the comments or if you know us personally just send us a text message yeah anywhere yeah you can dm us i am at jenny's underscore pennies on instagram and And i'm at uh at dj adam herrera yes (laughs) So until next time, please always remember your voice matters. You are capable. You are lovable. You are deserving. You are enough.